Jake, where are we going? To the Bard Rock Cafe, Miss Polly. I know you're what they call a foodie, so surely you'll appreciate their cuisine. Find us on this side of the Sword Coast. I heard people talking, and I'm pretty sure that place is a smoldering crater. As you two approach what you expect to be a smoldering crater, you see a freshly reconstructed two-story tavern with a giant banner out front that says, Grand Reopening. You also feel an uncomfortably familiar sensation as you approach, the same one you each feel before wild magic surges within you from your curse. Okay, maybe not a smoldering crater, but something doesn't feel right here. Of course something's off. Me old friend Brock Song isn't here at the moment. Someone else will have to read the ads for their sponsors. Spirit, if you will. Shameless self-promotion activated. Bard Rock Network and all of its content is brought to you by Dragon Master Games, a local game store where you can find collectibles and TTRPG essentials. If they aren't local to your area, check out their online storefront in the show notes and add a note to your order. Bardrock sent you. Who are you saying that to? Jake, whose speaking stone number did you just dial? Um, Arlo isn't here right now. Can I take a message? How did you get this number? Uh, anyway, Dragon Master Games sounds like a great store and you should definitely support them. Thanks for the tip. But seriously, stop calling this number. I quickly hang up my speaking stone and say, No one important, Miss Polly. Let's head inside and check out their wares. Miss Polly, I found some treasure. This just looks like a bunch of t-shirts, mugs, tote bags, pins, and stickers to me. Ah, it's all the finest swag. <sighs> Jake, we, we've been over this. All treasure is swag. But not all swag is treasure. You don't have to steal this Bard Rock Network merch. You can just pick it up at affordable prices from their merch store. Just go to tpublic.com slash user slash Bardrock Cafe and you can get all this, all that and more. You have a point, Miss Polly. We won't be making off of this swag. Besides, buying it helps support the network and keep them making quality content. Exactly. Tell you what, you can have a t-shirt on me. All right then, Miss Polly. What shirt size are you? That, that's, that's not what I mean. I, never mind. Let's just start the show. Alright. Welcome back to episode 47 of Bard Rock Cafe. This time it is the solo session for Roland Armbar. Uh, at the end of the previous session, a plane shift spell went wrong as these magic-eating creatures disrupted the spell as it was being cast and scattered all of the crew of Bardrock Cafe. They don't know where they are. Last time we discussed what happened with Epi. This time, it's Armbar. Armbar, you find yourself... On a strange shore. You land on the white sandy shore. Just beside a lake of boiling tar. Sticky bubbles pop at the surface. And you imagine it is highly flammable. There is a thick smoke that is permeating the air. You can still see through it. But it's difficult. And it burns your lungs as you inhale. 
Just a short distance away, there's a small dock made of charred wood, uh, stained black from the tar, that extends over the lake. And it's wide enough to walk out on. Out on the lake, you see a boat. Uh, looks like it's big enough for one passenger and the driver. Uh, the driver is a hooded figure, hunched over, steering the boat. But there's no wind, nothing to, to actually propel the boat, but it moves across the water, or across the tar, as though it were water, without the same resistance you would expect from tar. Uh, and it's moving on its own. And as you're observing, you notice that the surface of the lake occasionally is broken by, like, a skeletal hand or a skull uh, reaching up before getting pulled back down. And that is where Armbar ended up. Minibar is not here. Quick reminder, I do also want to remind you that every session there is the Felix dice, that anytime you have to roll a d20... You can roll the Felix dice instead, and it's just whatever the dice rolls, plus five, plus whatever other bonuses you get, right? So, that is available for you to use. What would Armbar like to do? So, Armbar is seeing all this. He's kind of laying prone on the ground, and he's looking up at all this, and he's just like, unbelievable. unbelievable. And uh, he goes to say something, and... He's just like, and spits out like all this sand. And what have I gone and died and gone to hell? I thought it was a good arm bar. And uh, he gets up and he looks around and he's like, checks his stuff up. And he's like, oh, good. I still got all my stuff. That's great. But uh, my mini bar, he's still gone. I miss him so and looks around and doesn't see anybody else and starts calling out for somebody, but no one is there to hear his call. And he gets all depressed a little bit, thinking about his buddy Brock and Epi and Rook and Nadir, thinking about all of them and wondering where they went. And he's just sitting there, and or standing there, and he looks out and sees the, the boat coming towards him. And does it get closer, or...? Yeah, uh, looking at it, the boat... So there's a little lantern on the back of the boat that makes it so you can track where it is. kind of get like an outline of it in the middle of the smoke rising from the lake. And it is getting closer. It seems like it's coming towards that dock that's extending over the lake. And you looked around. Uh, there is like thick forest surrounding the lake. Uh, but like the, the woods look dead. Right, like dead trees, mm. uh, no leaves, brittle branches littering the floor around it. You do see like some rough pathways away from the lake if you wanted to go there. But there is also a dock, and this guy is coming towards it. There's some pathways around the lake? Yeah, going into like densely wooded area. But yes. No, I think he's just gonna stoically wait to see what this... Uh this boat's got seeing if like maybe he can tell him where he is or what's going on okay so you wait and you know it takes a few minutes it's a it's a wide lake but the uh guy steers the boat back to the dock and it pulls in at the dock 
uh, and the figure sits down in the boat and crosses his hands in his lap and seems to be waiting. Well, I'm going to, Arbar's going to casually, like, kind of, like, walk up like he's strutting his stuff, kind of, like, you know, acting like he's in charge here. And, uh, he goes, well, if you're going to take me away, there's nothing else left I can do. This must be hell, right? Uh, The figure looks up at you, and under its hood, there's just nothing. Like you're looking into the hood at the back of the hood. Hey, where's your face go? That doesn't look normal. He ain't got no nose. The the hood kind of tilts to one side as though there is a head inside it that is tilting its head looking at Armbar. And then the arm of the the robe kind of extends like inviting you into the boat. The figure is entirely silent. <laughs> That's exactly what I was hoping for. Whoa, is it safe to walk on this dock? I don't want my boots to get all muddy. It'll get stucky and gross and hot. Burn the souls. Don't want to have burnt souls. Did you catch? It sounds like maybe it's just the wind, but also you get the sense that it's not. You get just the faintest hint of a laugh. <laughs> well, if you ain't gonna converse with me, I guess I'll just mosey on over. So I walk, uh, Armbar walks over and carefully tries to, like, tip his foot into the boat so he's not gonna, like, fall into the tar, you know. Carefully getting into the boat and, like, almost kind of, like, gets all down and tries to, like, roll into it a little bit because he's scared of falling in. Sure. So this big half-orc guy that's built like a brick house is carefully getting into a boat. He's not the most coordinated. (laughs) (laughs) You've done some pretty coordinated finishing moves. That's true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so you get successfully into the boat. Um, The figure seems to be offering you a hand if you would like it. Nope, 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 I got it too proud to take help from a stranger. But thank you, my my sincere. Uh, The figure gives just like half of a head nod that you only pick up on because there's a hood that it's wearing and so it moves as the uh, invisible head moves. And the the cloak kind of hunches over again, back over the steering portion of the boat as it begins to guide it back out into the Lake of Tar. Well, wait a minute, where are we going? My name's Armbar, by the way. Nice to meet you. So the figure seems to just be oblivious to your existence now. So then Ar- Armbar's just going to be like, Well, looks like I'm in the long haul. <laughs> the mist and fog and ashy clouds are getting thicker and it quickly becomes impossible to see, like, the shoreline, right? Um, You were only able to see the outline of the boat from far away because of the lantern. But looking around the boat, because the lantern is still there, you're noticing, like, arms reaching up out of the lake to you, right? Uh, Go ahead and give me a perception check, please. Okay. I rolled an 11. Okay. 
So with an 11, you're seeing just crowds of faces in the water, right? For a half a second, you see someone that you think you recognize before they get pulled back down. Oh, they get pulled back down. Yeah. Think crabs in a bucket, right? Like, it's a bunch of faces and arms and bodies trying to claw their way up out of the lake. Oh. But because everybody's trying to climb out, everybody's getting pulled back down at the same time. Yeah. The boat continues to sail out into the into the, the lake of tar. Off in the distance, because you only rolled an 11, which is not great for perception. Uh, you're almost on top of it before you realize that there is what looks to be like not dry land, right? But it looks like a buoy of some kind. Mm. Like a way marker. Yeah. And as you come up to it, the boat pulls to a stop beside it. And one skeletal arm reaches up out of the water and grabs up onto the side of the boat and the buoy as well. And starts to pull itself out of the tar. This must be one of the stops along the way. Who's our next passenger? Uh, the being that rises up is just a tar-covered skeleton, but a ghostly figure starts to appear around it. Sorry, my kid is very talkative today. Wants to play. Uh, yeah, right? Listen, someday. Moving problem moment. Oh, I can't wait, man. The figure that rises up out of the tar uh, hangs onto the buoy, and you can still see that it is a tar-covered skeleton, but there is a ghost around it. Like, this is the ghost body, but because it's a skeleton, it doesn't quite fit. Okay. But the ghost, you know, this translucent blue thing, takes on a form that you recognize. The spectral figure is clad in gladiatorial armor. It has eyes that you remember from back in the day. Uh, this is one of your fallen comrades from your days as a slave gladiator. Like, do I recognize this person or, like, like the name or anything? Yeah, so back when you were fighting with the drow, right? Or for the drow as a gladiator. Uh, this was one of the other captive human fighters that... You fought alongside in the gladiator pits. They're one of many that just, you know, you were with them for a while and then they died and you didn't. But I don't, he doesn't have like a name though, right? I, would you like to give them one? It's your backstory. Uh, how about, I just sent you something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can come up with something. Oh, else. man. Unless no, you... we're we're using that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I give you, like, the most serious setting, and that's what you got. All right. <laughs> come on, man. You know me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, rising up from the tar, you see... I gotta, I gotta land the delivery. Hang on. Try not to laugh. <laughs> hang on, hang on. All right, we're gonna ham it up. All right, 
rising as he's rising up out of the tar. A bunch of other skulls appear just around in the tar, and you hear multiple people in a row saying, It's This guy stands, bald head, muscle headed, just mountain of a man. Pumping his fist into the air. Hey, Armbar. Good to see you. Armbar rubs his eyes and is like, Well, holy cow. I must barely be dead. Because you are. I saw it. What are you doing? Come to tell me that I've been a bad man in life and that I should change my ways. Is that right? Oh, you're not dead, Armbar. I am, but you're not. What are you doing here? How did you get here? Why are you here? I was hoping you knew some answers to that question or our hooded friend over here. I just woke up and spat out some sand and woke up on the beach behind us. Armbar, everyone in this lake died without finishing what they had to do in life. But you're not dead yet. You were strong. You were the strongest of all of us. You made it out. None of the rest of us did. We all fell as life went on. I'm sorry I couldn't help you in your battle. That one-on-one you had with the... The cremator, I think this name was. He was a tough cookie. And I wish you could crumble him. But you didn't. I remember back then... When you won a, a match, as a reward, they would give you barrels of dwarven ale. And you'd hoist them above your head and smash them together and drink it out right up or above you. Douse yourself right in the ale. It was glorious. Those were the days. No one could outdrink you. But I came close. You were the best drinking partner I ever had. What? <laughs> Go ahead. The cremator's here, too. He's down there somewhere. Oh, someone really offed him? I hated that guy. He was so stiff. Hard to work with. Well, he, uh, he didn't make it either. Only you did. Out of everyone I knew, only you made it out. What's it like down there? Looks pretty rough. And hot. It's, it's pretty hot. And, uh, sticky. Yeah, you stay over there. I don't want no tar on me, okay? I don't like this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. Listen, I'm not gonna wrestle you or anything. Ah, uh, well, since you're here, I imagine there's many who want to see you. People that have died along the way, people that remember you in life. Maybe you can help us, and we can help you. As long as they aren't here to kill me, then... I'll gladly do what I can, as long as it gets me out of here, too. Some are here to help you. But don't reach into the tar. They will pull you in trying to pull themselves out. Just wait for someone like me to pull myself up. That's it's important be to that. <laughs> Say, go ahead. That's gonna be hard to do, my friend. Can't resist all the fans trying to slap my hands as we go by. They're... 
not fans. <laughs> they are dead. Dead fans. Listen, Armbar. I don't know where you are in your life now. You're older than I remember you. Clearly you're still strong. But whoever you found to go along with you, it's important that you all stand together. What's left of my strength I'm going to give to you. I'm going to spend a long time at the bottom of this lake. But I want you to use it. Uh, and he reaches out his arm in front of him. And a, a glowing light extends from him out to just in front of you. Uh, and it just kind of hovers there waiting for you to take it. Thank you, my friend. I'll never forget this. And I'll honor it. Thank you very much. And he goes to grab it. Uh, you grab the last of Stone Hot Steve Houston's energy. The the bit of his life that he was hanging on to uh, because he had unfinished business. Because he died before he could finish what he had to do in life. And you can feel it making you stronger. And you see in the tar... Uh, a few other faces you recognize. Gladiators that you fought with or against. Clawing their way up to add their strength to Steve Houston's, right? Mm-hmm. So you feel their strength added to yours before they are all sucked back down into the tar. What happened to Steve? The ferryman just reaches his arm out and points down towards the lake. Steve! My friend, my comrade, I'll never forget you. And I'll use this power in the name of you, Steve Houston. Oh, yeah! <laughs> unauthorized life form detected. I'm not unauthorized, silly. I'm your friendly neighborhood mail robot. And I have a delivery from Minva RPG for you. I did not order anything. Well, it has your name on it. So are you sure it's not yours? But I did not give you my name. You look at the package and it is in fact addressed to spirit. I take the package then. Campaign journals. Why do I have so many? Why for all of your personalities, of course. I thought you would want one for each of you so you don't have to share. These campaign journals are perfect for players to track their character info, inventory, spells, and miscellaneous campaign notes. <laughs> I'll mark you down as another satisfied customer. And if you want more, just go to our affiliate link in the show notes and use code BARDROCKCAFE at checkout to save on your order. Scan complete. Data added. Friend request accepted. As the two Warforged finish interfacing, a druid in a straw hat runs by, swinging a pair of boa constrictors wildly like whips, chased by a horde of zombies. Tarnation, I don't think I can baptize them all! A little help? <laughs> Murder protocols activated! Lethal force authorized! I'm just gonna move these journals inside and let you two do what you do best. Bye! Okay, Spirit, you can unload the supplies uh, right here in the galley. Acknowledged. Cargo unloaded. Scan complete. Unknown substance detected. Oh, uh, that's, that's nothing to worry about. That's just our stock of tea and coffee from Many Worlds Tavern. 
I wanted to stock up while we were at port. You can't get good tea and coffee just anywhere. Correction. You can get tea and coffee delivered from Many Worlds Tavern to many locations if you order through their website. And if you use the affiliate link in the show notes, a portion of your order supports the show. Oh, that's right. And you can even save some money on your order by using the code BARDROCKCAFE at checkout. I'll keep that in mind. Thanks. You're welcome. I believe the captain said something about finding treasure while we are in port. Should we go find him? Yeah, sure. Who knows what trouble he'll get into by himself. Jake, we've been following your compass for hours. Are you sure you're reading the thing right? Aye, maybe you're right, Miss Polly. Let me try the doubloon of absolutes. I flip the doubloon, it lands on heads. With a heads, you get a natural 20. And a wild magic surge. A treasure chest appears before you. That's more like it. I peer inside. Inside, you find an assortment of dice, dice trays, and dice towers. And an inscription in the lid telling you where you can find more. Looks like we can get all this and more from Fan Roll Dice at the affiliate link in the show notes. And with code BARROCKCAFE at checkout, we can save on our order. Inside, you also find a picture of the entire crew. What? What's that, Jake? Don't you know, Miss Polly? The real treasure is the friends we made along the way. Ugh. Dude, that's... <laughs> the way you said it, and the way that you'd... Like, you, the entrance and everything was perfect. Like, we don't, we don't need to do that over. Especially, I... like, <laughs> Stone Hot Steve Houston. <laughs> I can't wait, right? Like... <laughs> I don't know who's going to edit this audio, but I can't wait for them to get to that point. Because <laughs> you know they're going to put some effects in there too, right? And like, I just yeah, can't wait. That's going to be so awesome. Okay. So he's gone. And yeah. are we still at the buoy or have we been moving? So you begin, you notice the boat lurch a little bit as it starts to move. Uh, go ahead and make... Let's say a dexterity check. Just roll a d20 and add your dexterity. 15. Okay, you're fine. The spirits in the tar seem to be trying harder to grab you, but you're keeping out of their reach as the boat glides along. So every once in a while, like, one of them will pull themselves up far enough to reach out and try to grab onto you, and you just, like, bat them aside. Because you're Roland Armbar, right? You don't just get pulled into a lake. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's just silly. Just bonk him on the head or something like that. Get back yeah. down there. Hey, hey, ugly. Get back down there. <laughs> <laughs> so as the, the boat continues its path, you see off in the distance, quickly approaching... Another light. This one, it's not on a buoy. It's a tiny little island. Like, just big enough for one figure to stand on. Mm. And you notice, like, the the spirits aren't able to get up on that island for whatever reason. Um, but the island itself has just tar-covered rocks. So it's just black, stony surface all the way across. Um, there's no dock. There's no anything. But the boat pulls up next to it. There is a hovering light that is just a magical light above that island. 
not attached to anything. So there's not like a lantern or a lamp or anything. It's just a light. The ferryman motions for you to step onto the island. What, are you kidding me or something? There's nothing here. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Does he just continue to point? Well, so you hear a, that whisper that sounded like a laugh from before. You hear it again, stronger this time, and it's... Step on to the island and name who you would like to speak to. Man, that's not creepy or nothing. First time you've talked to me the whole time. Whole trip. Fine, fine, fine. I'll get off the darn boat. So I'm going to carefully disembark the bow onto the shady-looking rock. You're going to stay here and wait for me, right? You ain't going to leave me. The figure nods and takes a seat and takes the same waiting stance that it had at the dock earlier. Thank goodness. So I got to call somebody's name out that I want to talk to? The figure nods once again. Hmm. And he's like thinking in his head a little bit. He's like, I could speak to Minibar. I don't know what I would get out of that, though. We just act stupid together. I could talk to Brock, but I don't know if he's going to be his doppelganger. Oh, you know who I'll talk to? I'll talk to Grandma Snickerdoodle. You know what's crazy to me right now? What? Is I had Granny Snickerdoodle in a question mark at this exact moment in my Yes! <laughs> in my mind, I was like, I'm going to make Kenny talk like Grandma Snickerdoodle. <laughs> I, I'm honestly tickled right now that this has happened. I'm <laughs> delighted. Oh, gosh. The, the tar starts to get, like, ripples start to appear across the surface of the tar. Uh, as something erupts from beneath it, right? And the tar forms just a ring in the air. It encircles around that glowing light, and as the light fills the center of that tar ring, it solidifies into basically a one of those standing mirrors. And as you look into it, you are able to see Granny Snickerdoodle on the other side. Uh, and she is at her house, baking cookies. And I can... Okay, so... Okay. Uh, Armbar's gonna call out, Grammy! Grammy! Oh, yo, who is that? Oh, there's a hole in my wall! It's me, Grammy! It's your boy Armbar! Or Roland! Let's go with Roland. Hello, Roland! How are you? Where are you? It looks dark. I don't know, Grammy. I need your help. I'm scared. I mean, not really, but I could use your help. Oh, you haven't been scared a day in your life. And she's like shuffling over to where like the, the hole in the wall is. And she puts her hand on it and like, it's clear that like she's touching the other side of the mirror. She's not able to cross through it. <laughs> okay. She's like, oh, it's not a hole in the wall. It's... I don't know what this is. How can I help, dearie? Well, I could use some endearing words. A couple cookies. A warm glass of Coke's milk. And a good old kiss from Grandma Snickerdoodle. 
Oh, well, uh... I guess lean forward. I'll try to get as close as I can. There's bubbling tar down here. I'm on the middle of a rock. I don't know where I am, Grammy. Ah, uh, well, you've you've been in hard places before. I'll see what I can do. And as you're leaning forward, like she leans forward and gives a kiss to the wall right where your forehead would be. Oh, she can't actually kiss my head. No, it's like you're FaceTiming someone and they give a kiss to the screen, oh. right? <laughs> They're gonna do some like SpongeBob thing where it like leaves like that mark on his forehead. <laughs> she says, Ah Well I don't know what I can do for you, but uh It's weird. This place that you are can you like show me around? Well, what can you what can you see? Cause there's not much to really show. It's all just sea of tar and it's bubbly and hot and caustic. I think that's the word right, yeah. That's and the biggest word I've ever heard you say. I don't even know I'm, what it really means. It's it's basically what you said. It's kinda like the, the tar's photosynthesis or something, I don't know. Anyway. That's the this... arm bar I know. <laughs> uh, I got this friend over here, Gam Gam. His, I don't really know his name. He's some kind of hooded, mysterious figure. But he's taking me on this ride and told me to get off this rock and call somebody, and you were the first one I wanted to call. Oh. I know that figure. That's the ferryman. You, you... He takes people... To the afterlife. No! I Why are you it. there? Did you die? No, I don't I don't think so. I just saw my friend Stone Hot Steve Houston and he said I was still alive. But he was dead. I don't I don't know anymore, Graham. Oh, well. So Granny Snickerdoodle is a cleric, correct? Yes. Canonically, alright. I'm gonna look over to the the hooded figure and be like do you know my granny? So the figure in that same wispy voice says, We've been operating before. You better not have touched my gram gam. He'll be hell to pay. Oh no, he's a perfect gentleman. They're a little quiet. They're nice. I don't like it's creeping me out, Graham. Well, maybe I can help you. Since you're there, I want you to repeat after me. Try to get it as close as you can. Okay? I'll try, but I'm not really good at that kind of stuff. You know that. That's okay. Uh, and she begins to do uh, a chant in a language you don't know. So I want you to roll... A performance check. Dude, I'm ser seriously right now, I was about to like type out exactly what you wrote. What you're gonna say to me. <laughs> <laughs> My hands were on the keyboard ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what do I have to roll? Uh performance. Ooh. And I will give you advantage because you are imitating Granny Snickerdoodle as she's speaking. I got a twenty-three. Nice. So 
there were degrees of success on this, right? Okay. So a 10 means you didn't fuck it up. 15 <laughs> meant you got it mostly right. 20 and above was you got it flawlessly. Nice. So, you do this chant. As you're doing it, it's clear that like the tar and the lake is starting to roil and bubble even more violently than before. Do you know offhand who is Granny Snickerdoodle's deity? Oh. We had to look this up one time. Let me look it up. I might know by name. Oh, it's I think it's Shantae. Because she's like the goddess of agriculture. Cool. <laughs> so I thought that'd be more fitting for her as a baker. Yeah, no, that totally fits. Okay. So, as you finish the chant that Granny Snickerdoodle was doing, a figure formed entirely of tar uh, hovers above the lake. Uh, do me a favor and roll a religion check. Great. Granny Definitely, yeah, armbar's strong point, right? Oh, yeah, it's a minus one. Ooh! Yeah, nothing. I got a six. Would you like to use the Felix die for this? I don't try to, like, guide you or anything, but that's a d20 plus five. It depends on how important stuff like that is. Like, I, and, and me as a character, or as, like, above game, I tend to always save a lot of my things, but then I never use them. So... So, I mean, this is not going to be a very roll-heavy night. So, I would say go ahead from an above-game standpoint. Okay. Like, th this is your walkthrough saying, if you got it, burn it. Okay. I, I had a feeling, like, because you mentioned it, that it's just like, well, you can burn it, like, if you want. Like, I was going to mention the performance check if you rolled really low, but you knocked that out of the park, and that was the big one for the, for the night, so... Luckily, that one, I have, like... Um, I'm proficient in it. Yeah, I was surprised to see a four on performance. It's like, okay, neat. I think, I think I have, like, something that you guys gave me that's that's giving me that. Well, the, the proficiency is definitely one thing, but I think that you guys gave me an up... I, don't, I forget which one it is, but you gave me something that increased my uh, charisma. Yeah, I forget. I've yeah. given you guys so many random things here and there. Uh, sure. I will use the the D twenty, the Felix die. So it's D twenty, and then uh, I gotta. Well, so add... it's a yeah. So it's plus five, but you have a minus one to religion. So it's plus four for you. So that's okay. a seventeen. Okay. So right now you're. So with a seventeen, what I'll say is one. You just listen to Granny Snickerdoodle. Use her divine intervention. Oh. Through you. Uh, which is basically, you know, she is calling out to her god, or goddess in this case, asking for a direct intervention in some way. And because you did the chant, and Granny Snickerdoodle is a high enough level cleric that it pretty much always succeeds, uh, you have one use of divine intervention right now. Whoa. Uh, are you familiar with that ability? I'm gonna look it up. Okay. It's a cleric ability. You can 
something you get at level 10, I think. Describes the assistance they seek and rolls percentile dice. If they roll a number equal to or lower than their cleric level, their deity intervenes. Oh, so you're saying that it's a success. Yeah, so it's a success, so it succeeds. What intervention do you request of Shantae? I don't want to, like, just, like, blow this whole thing up. So you can ask for whatever. What you get is up to me at the end of the day, so I'm not going to let you, like, end the plot line, right? Um... So what in this situation, knowing what Armbar knows, which is that this is divine intervention and this is what it does. Okay. What would he ask for? He would he would be like, Goddess deity, I request your assistance in escaping this sea of boiling tar and getting back to my friends. So the pit of tar is still like roiling as Shantae speaks. And you hear her voice, even though it's a figure made of tar. Uh, and basically she's saying, Your time is not up yet. This lake of tar is not forever for you. And you will reunite with your friends. But I will grant you a boon to make sure it happens easily. She reaches out and... Something forms made of tar, but then the tar falls from it, right? And floating through the air towards you is a holy symbol of Shantae, which looks like something that I will tell you in a moment. It looks like it looks like a rose, like a living rose that you know the beauty and the beast rose. Yeah, it's that, but Just, not in a glass jar like you're uh, holding it. That's right. What I was gonna ask. Okay. She says, And if you ever find yourself separated again, take hold of the rose and wish for it, and you will be together. And I grant you one additional boon. So long as you hold that rose, you and all of your friends are beyond death's grasp. This is the most that I can do for you. Make use of it. As she gives you this rose, it has the, you know, the the really, like, neon glow to it that the one in Beauty and the Beast has. As you grasp it, it looks like a regular rose, but it's clear that, like, it's just holding it, you can feel the power coming off of it, right? As you take hold of the rose, Shantae's form begins to fall apart, dripping back into the Lake of Tar. Same thing with the mirror that leads to Granny Snickerdoodle. It begins to fall apart. Wait, Granny! I'm I'm more confused than ever. You you a, a a blob monster just came up from the tar, gave me a rose, and tells me that I'm I'm gonna get out. And this is my friends can't die if I hold this rose. I oh she's gone. Oh. So. You, you hear Granny Snickerdoodle, even though the image is starting to get fuzzy, and she goes, It's okay. Shantae has blessed you. Blast and it statics out, right? What was the first thing that uh, Shantae gave me? All she gave you was the rose, but the rose does two things. If you and your friends are ever separated, no matter the distance, no matter where you are, 
you hold the rose and wish for it, you'll be reunited. And the other thing is that so long as you and your friends are together, death cannot touch you. Does that answer your question? Yep, I just was writing some notes down. Gotcha. Well, looks like it's back to you and me, old Roby. <laughs> the ferryman kind of extends its arms on either side of him and is like looking at the robes. And like, these are not well-kept-up robes, right? Like, they've they've seen some use, right? So he just kind of looks at his robes and then just kind of slouches a little bit. You know, I got my sewing pat. We could bitch patch up those holes. Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> persuasion. I got a six. The figure just politely shakes its head. He does not believe that you could patch his cloak sufficiently. Well, I've never tried before, but I do have this sewing pack. Do you seriously have a sewing pack on know. armbar? I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's like, what? <laughs> I don't know what's in these packs anymore. Okay. It's like, that's not the most random thing I've heard, but it's it's up there. Yeah. But also you have I, Granny okay. Snickerdoodle who would definitely pack you a sewing pack, like a sewing kit, right? Well, looks like I'm going to have to firmly grasp this rose and never let it go. wonder what I should do with it. I can't, can't hold on to it forever. So, as you firmly grasp the rose, are you wishing to be reunited, or are you boarding the boat? Uh, maybe I'll board the boat, uh, first. Okay. So, as you board the boat, it turns around and begins to take you back the way you came. Wait a minute, we gotta get... Oh my goodness, like... You mean we're going back the way we just came? What was the point of all this? I had to see one of my dead friends and get teased with cookies at Grandma Snickerdoodle's house. This is the worst. The figure does not respond to you. Uh, roll a dexterity check for me, please. To avoid being pulled in. 21. No problem, right? Just slapping aside spirit hands that are trying to pull you into the lake. You're nothing but garbage. <laughs> Time is a little strange here, and you're not sure how much of it has actually passed, right? But you do approach that same buoy that was in the tar from the first time. And you see another figure standing on top of it. It's another familiar face, another ghost that you recognize. You're going to have to come up with another name. So it is back in the day. When you and the other gladiators rebelled and broke out, right? Mm -hmm. Not all the rebels made it out. Some of them fell. This is one of those rebels. One of the ones that were fighting to get out from the gladiator pits. Well, we gotta come up with another name then. As you approach, you recognize the spirit of Bulk Brogan. <laughs> he says, Armbar! Good to see ya. Holy cow, if it ain't my old buddy Bulk Brogan. What are you doing, brother? What makes you on that buoy? Well, I died, you might remember. No. Oh. I thought yeah, you made it out. Nope. Nope. Died trying to get out. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. I 
I could have sworn I saw you out. You made it, and you lived. But here we are, right in that sticky tar. Well, so I see you became champion of these suckers, huh? These jabronis. Yeah. I run this place. Not really. Well, not everybody can make it up out of the tar and on top of the buoy. Let's get a count for something. King of the buoy. Pay-per-view. Think about it. Well, I wanted to get up here to catch you when you came back through. Oh, did you I see gathered all the rest out? of us. <laughs> <laughs> Say again. Go ahead. Did you see uh, Stone Hot down there until he saw me? I fist bumped him on the way down. That's badass, brother. Listen. While you were sailing, I got together all the old people that were fighting alongside you that didn't make it out. And, uh, well, we've got something else to give you. Our last, last little boost. Uh, and much like with Stonehot Steve Houston, uh, a light appears in front of him and extends in front of you. But this means you won't be the king of the buoy anymore. No, but I'll live on through you, and that's good enough for me. All right, brother, I'll take the boys along with me. We can pound some some enemies later. Oh, yeah! Uh, Smackdown. Oh, yeah! As you take hold of the light, you feel more strength go into you. Uh, this would be the point above game where you level up to 11. Gotcha. Additionally, you gain a permanent benefit of a freedom of movement spell. What? So basically, you cannot be slowed, you cannot be restrained. Like, if someone tried to put handcuffs on you, they would just fall off. Your movement speed can never be reduced. Uh, magic that stops you does not work. That's kind of what the freedom of movement spell does. What about paralysis? Cannot be paralyzed or restrained. Oh, and I apologize. You can spend five feet of movement to automatically escape from non-magical restraints, such as manacles, or if you're grappled. And also, you can swim at full speed. Is this a spell, or is this, like, all the time? So for you, you have this effect all the time. Wow. That's crazy. All of your old gladiator buddies... The power of their spirits are giving you the buff of a lifetime. Yeah, that's crazy. I've never never thought I was going to have like a spell like that. I didn't know you could even do that. Thanks. Thanks, Bulk Brogan. I'll never forget you, even though you're living on within me, which is kind of weird. It is a little weird as he gets pulled back under the tar. And you see him fist bump the air, and it's just his fist. <laughs> does a thumbs up Terminator style going back under the, the surface of the lake. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. So as he is pulled back under, the, the boat continues its journey until eventually you reach the lake shore again. You're back at the dock. Uh, you have successfully completed your voyage. Well, old Roby, I guess this is uh, sayonara. It was, it's been great. 
but I hope I never see you again. You will. Do you step off the boat? Yes. Uh, and as you do so, uh, the ferryman takes the boat back into the lake, eventually fading from view until there's just a floating light from the lantern on the back of the boat. And you are alone on the shore. Well, I guess I should give this old rose a try. And I'm firmly grasping. <laughs> and as you firmly grasp the rose, a portal opens up. And through it you see uh, several different portals opening into the same, what looks to be a dining hall. With one of those obnoxiously long tables you see in, like, fancy houses in movies, right? Yeah. Very ornate. Uh, notably, you see Brock through the portal. Standing beside a figure that looks very, very, very fancy. Hey, this thing actually worked! It's my buddy Brock! And I'm going to try to go through the portal. And you do so. And that is where we're going to end this episode. As you rejoin all of your companions. Reunited. Where we will find out in Brock Song's episode. Thanks for playing. Thanks for listening if you tuned in. And uh, we will see you next time. On Bard Rock Cafe! <laughs> Ooh, yeah! Jake, what are all those strange people doing to the side of the ship? Well, Alexa, we need to let people know about our sponsor, Dragon Master Games. So I had their logo painted on the side of the ship. Do you think a local game store will want people to know they're in league with pirates? Maybe not. There is nothing stopping you from spreading word about all the great products and services Dragon Master Games offers at every port we visit, or how you can order things from their online storefront. But please, do not paint their logo on me. Uh, fair point. Nothing a little prestidigitation can't fix. Anyway, time to embark. Avast me, hearties! It's time we depart from this cursed port. Isn't this your hometown? Yes, and I've surely outstayed me welcome. Hostile lifeforms detected. You see several muscular goons approaching the ship as you raise anchor. Uh, who are those guys? No one to be concerned about. I feel like that means we should explicitly be concerned. Not at all. Those are our wonderful patrons coming to collect their annual swag bags and join us in the community game day. Ahoy, mateys! Come aboard for some of the finest swag in the Astral Sea. Oh, okay then. Uh, where did we get patrons exactly? They subscribe to Bard Rock Network on Patreon or Ko-fi. Supporters gain access to all those rewards and more. Links can be found in the show notes. Looks like we'll be staying another 10 day after all. Miss Polly, refreshments for our guests. Sure, I have nothing better to do than make snacks for everyone. Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry, Miss Polly. I don't want to keep you from your duties. Uh, what's your job title again? Ships. Cook. Ah, so then you'll be making refreshments for our guests then. Snarky attitude detected. You're damn right. Thank you for all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show.